Consider the game change. No doubt about that one. The Great Lakes Bay region has a new home for sports. And you're listening to them. Michigan legends like Anthony Bellino, Bill Simonson. Are they printing playoff tickets yet in Detroit? And award-winning broadcast legends, Dan Patrick. A a Marconi? Yes, I did. And Colin Cowherd. We're going to set the tone real early. All of whom are flanked by the best play-by-play action in the region. The Great Lakes lose. The Michigan State Spartans. Saginaw Valley. Tri-Valley. Jack Pie and more. So welcome in to the all-new Sports Radio 100.9. The Mint. The Mint. Oh, day three here at Sports Radio 100.9. The Mint. John's trying to seduce us with that. Uh, I know, that feeling sensual on a Wednesday night. As I we... saw it and I, I felt it. Had to go with it. What's the name? Die for you by the weekend. Die for you. Thank you. Good one there. I would die for you, John. All right. Same right back. Off to a hot start in this The Payoff. I'm Brad Tunney. Ben Bosher joining us along with John Vacari inside of our Blazy Electric Studios here in Midland. Happy to have you with us for the show. We take you up until 7 o'clock tonight on The Payoff as we're talking all things sports in the great state of Michigan. And this is our first week rebranded here at our Dow Diamond Studios. Again, thanks so much. The number to dial if you want to interact throughout the show today is 989-837-6125. 989-837-6125. We've had great interaction all week. Appreciate it so far. If you ever want to chime in, you can also dial that number, deliver us a voice message. We'll play it on air in tomorrow's show. Again, 989-837-6125. Got a lot to discuss today. Lions coming up later on in the show. We've got some interesting and possibly concerning injury reports out of what was an off day for the Lions today, but still submitting a practice injury report as if they would have practiced. Some guys on there that might be worth a little bit of concern, but we start today, Ben, Mm -hmm. with all this hubbub about one Urban Meyer. Now, before Michigan fans turn the station clutch their pearls, and get a little scared. Yeah, that's reasonable. We don't believe Urban Meyer will be making his way to East Lansing at all. But shoot, if there was any coach, any coach that Michigan State could hire that would stoke fear in the Michigan fan base, it would have to be Urban Meyer, right? (sighs) Everything's been fine and dandy for the Michigan Wolverines the last two seasons. You're on cloud nine, as you should be. Big Ten runs through Ann Arbor. However, things were not all jolly just a couple of seasons ago. You guys remember when it, what it was like to go 11-0 and every single year, walk into week 12 with a playoff spot on the line, and then Urban Meyer would just take that away from you? It was the worst feeling in the entire world. And for seven years, this man tormented the Michigan Wolverines. 7-0. and 7-0 against Jim Harbaugh. Average margin of victory of Not one, but two touchdowns. He murdered us. He took our souls year in and year out. So if there's one person that Michigan State could hire that would keep me up at night, it would be Urban Meyer. And here's the thing. Brad, you say there's just no way it's actually going to happen. That's not what we really think is going to happen. But I will say this. Before he took that Ohio State job... When he worked at ESPN, he publicly told reporters, mm-hmm. no, I'm not taking that job. Certainly. That's not happening. And there's some conflicting reporting today and yesterday that, oh, he had an interview and then the athletic contacted him and basically said, uh, he, to- he told the athletic, nope, that hasn't happened. Not truthful. He did the same thing before he went to Ohio State. And then guess what? He asked to not work that Ohio State-Michigan game. And then just a month later, he was the Ohio State head coach. So I'm not all convinced he's never going to take this Michigan State job. Agreed. I still think it's a long shot. Sure. Um, But as we know, Michigan State, I think, has shown some deep pockets of late. Of course, the contract they signed Mel Tucker to was a big one, especially for a program like Michigan State. They're building a brand new football facility. They're spending a lot of money on their football program. The donors have deep pockets. We know the Matt Ishbia money is around. 
And what is what does any of that matter if you hire some no name coach? Well, it's almost as if Urban Meyer is the only guy with a name because I think personally he is probably the biggest name in college football today, even though he hasn't coached in college football in five years. And the only name that would be bigger would say be a Nick Saban. But otherwise, in the Midwest, right. that name rings as true as Jim Harbaugh. And Jim Harbaugh has been on the sidelines the last eight years. And Urban Meyer has missed the last five while being at Fox Sports. And so, look, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly that he is the only name that if I'm Michigan, I have any fear of joining that Michigan State program. Now, so if you're Michigan State, isn't that the guy you want to hire? Not necessarily. Uh, if I'm a Michigan fan, and we want to hear from you today, 989-837-6125, 989-837-6125, uh, shoot us a text right now on our text line. Uh, the issue for me with this is, yes, Urban Meyer dominated, 7-0, and three of those games against Brady Hoke, a bum, four of them against Jim Harbaugh, understandable. Harbaugh's first year, let's give him a pass. The next three years, okay. He ate your, he ate your lunch, took your lunch money, yeah. and walked out the school doors. I get it. Here's the thing. He dominates in recruiting. He is a recruiting legend in college football. He struggled in the National Football League. Not willing to hold that against him. Tough spot. Wasn't for him. I still think Urban Meyer could have success in the college game. He showed he could have success over his seven years with the best recruiting class in the Big Ten for seven straight seasons. Yep. He beat Michigan all seven years. Every time. Every single year, and he guess, beat Michigan in recruiting. And in all four years, he competed with Jim Harbaugh. The issue is, Michigan has beat Ohio State the last two years, while Ohio State has beat Michigan on the recruiting battle. I don't think necessarily because Urban would out-recruit Jim Harbaugh, that's the end of it. If I'm a Michigan fan to which I am not, and I know there are plenty out there. I actually do not fear Urban Meyer, okay. and I would be willing to bet you most Michigan fans wouldn't either. I think if I was a Michigan fan, I would be pretty damn content and confident that what we have in Ann Arbor is better than anything they could put in East Lansing. I would have that level of confidence. Sure. I, to have confidence is one thing. But to know what this man is capable of, like you said, Correct. the best recruiting class year in and year out when he's the uh, uh, the coach at Ohio State. Same thing when he was at Florida. Just got the best guys everywhere he went. He brought in the best coordinators. Mike Vrabel, ever heard of him? Luke Fickle, ever heard of him? Yeah, these are all guys that have coached under Coach Urban Meyer. What he does is diabolical. This is the man who, you know, I don't know why he went 7-0 against the Michigan Wolverines. He literally had a full-time coach, 110% dedicated to watching Michigan film. What are they doing at practice? What are they doing against the games? All season long, this coach's literally only job was just to know everything about the Michigan Wolverines. He is obsessed with beating Michigan, and if he takes that mentality to Michigan State, which they already, Michigan already lives in Michigan State's head rent-free. That program, all they think about is beating Michigan. It's Do like they right now. Yeah, it's like they're well, not right now because are Michigan fans really spending any time right now thinking about the Spartans. No, that's not what I said. Oh. I said Michigan State fans. It's like their Super uh, Bowl. If they uh. beat Michigan and, and lose every other game the rest of the season, it's like they want. Ah, uh, oh, let's celebrate. Let's pop some champagne bottles. The rest of the season doesn't matter. If he brings that mentality to Michigan State, the we want to beat Michigan no matter what, and on top of that has all those recruits. Yeah, that does scare me. That has me shaking in my boots a little bit. That's the only guy that Michigan State could hire that puts a little fear in me. Because to be quite honest, you can hire any offensive coordinator in the country. You can hire any defensive coordinator in the country. It doesn't really matter. With all these big brands from out west coming to the Big Ten to join the Block M and the Ohio State University, now UCLA, Washington, Oregon, USC, year in and year out programs that are in the top 15 Michigan State's going to get lost in the shuffle if they don't make a big-time swing at their head coach. And the thing is, I get it. A lot of Michigan State, from a PR standpoint, wants to make a safe, take a safe swing on this one. You don't really want to... I mean, Urban Myers is pretty controversial. You want to, with everything that's happened with Mel Tucker, you don't want any controversy. And that's quite the opposite of what Urban Meyer would do. However, on the flip side, 
you're getting lost in the shuffle and no one's going to think about you from a recruiting standpoint, from a brand standpoint, really from an anything standpoint. If you hire some no name coordinator that no one cares about the way you stay at the top or at least get yourself back in the conversation is to hire someone like Urban Meyer. 989-837-6125. We've got some texts rolling in. We'll get to those in just two minutes when we return on the payoff. High school sports don't just happen. There's a ton of work that goes into every single athletic event. And we have our school's athletic director to thank for a lot of it. Thank you. For scheduling officials so I can always play the game I love. For ordering quality athletic equipment so I can stay safe on the field. For mentoring my coaches so they can be the best role models for me. For coordinating transportation so I can get focused for the big game. For helping us develop character and learn lessons that will benefit us for the rest of our lives. Thank you to our AD for always creating a positive experience for us. We'll never forget it. From all of us at the NIAAA, thank you to every athletic administrator in Michigan for all you do to enrich the lives of your students. It does not go unnoticed. This message presented by the NIAAA, the National Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Who do you build around for the next 10 years? Welcome to the Colin Cowherd Experience. Colin Cowherd. Bold takes delivered confidently. I don't love my kids equally. Some which will make him enemies. You don't wear a hat on backwards because I'm already questioning your judgment. You talking about, man? But if you want a big hit, being right is not the be all end all. You gotta take big swings. Bigger's better. The herd with Colin Cowherd. Weekdays at noon on Sports Radio 100.9, The Mint. Come on, let's go. Let's go. The biggest guests. That's never gonna change. The best interviews. It's like nobody else in this business. And a legendary host. Don't miss the Dan Patrick Show. You can be part of the program. Weekdays at 9 on Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. Years on top, years more to come. It wasn't very competitive. Don't miss a moment of The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Be great at what you're great at. Weekdays at noon on Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. Back to the payoff on the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Yeah, everybody looks good at home. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. That's right. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Brad Tunney, Ben Bosher, John Vacari joining you on The Payoff. All new Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt, wherever and however you're tuning in. Thanks so much for dropping by. We're talking all things local sports all the time, each and every weekday from 6 to 7. A couple of texts to get to here on our text line, 989-837-6125, 989-837-6125. No way MSU can make a risky hire at this moment. Too much previous baggage with Urban. Zebra's uh, stripes don't change. Need to get an up-and-coming coach to build back the culture, stabilize the program, then go out and get a big name. They uh, The hire might not be a big name now, but finding the candidate that will come uh, become one of one is the AD's job. Hiring a candidate with past baggage is entirely too risky. That comes in from Kevin. Thanks so much for the text. We're talking Urban Meyer, and if he is the only coach to stoke fear into a Michigan fan base, whether or not he does or not, I don't think he should if you're Michigan. You have built up what we think right now is a true blue Blue blood program nationwide, possibly the best team in the country right now. Multiple college football playoff appearances on the horizon. Sure. With finally your quarterback, with a coach that rumored today, breaking news, of getting a possible extension, possibly the big one. Why would you be afraid of anyone? Uh, because Urban Meyer is uh, has the third best win percentage all time in college football. Has three national championships. Everyone likes to harp on uh, Jim Harbaugh's postseason record. Well, Urban Myers is 12-3 and all-time. I would say if there is any coach to be afraid of as a Michigan fan, it would be Urban. We can look at the other names that have been rumored that I think are better fits than Urban Meyer at Michigan State. Does Mike Elko at Duke stoke fear in a Michigan fan base? No. Does you, you can say Charlie Brown, Jake Dickard at Washington State, the head coach, Stoke no. Fear. Does Josh Henson, the OC at USC, no, 
No one. None does, of these guys. Does Bill O'Brien, a former Big Ten head coach at Penn State, now the OC with the New England Patriots, does Bill O'Brien stoke fear? Uh, let me think. Mm, no. No. The point here is that, yeah, Urban is the headline name. He will be the headline name for quite literally any coaching job in the country. And he's got some roots in Michigan State, relationship to Antonio, Midwest guy, knows the recruiting base. You pointed out a direct hatred for all, for Michigan, wants to beat Michigan, has it in his DNA to beat Michigan. The answer is if there's anyone to stoke fear in the Michigan fan base, it is certainly him. I just do not think the Michigan fan base should fear anyone, truthfully. See, you I don't think get the it. program is you that don't get high. It. You don't you didn't have to sit through seasons and seasons and seasons of going 10 and 1, 11 and 0 heading into week 12 into the game with an opportunity to, with the playoffs on the line. And then having Urban Meyer stab you in the heart repeatedly over and over and over and over again. You don't get to say that. You don't get to say, oh, they shouldn't fear Urban Meyer. This man kept me up at night because he terrorized us. It was <laughs> awful. It was like the worst thing ever. You just didn't look for every year. It was, well, is this the year? The answer was always no. It didn't change until he left. And then guess what? Now Michigan's back-to-back Big Ten champions. Now, can Urban Meyer walk into Michigan State and instantly make them a title contender with all these new schools coming to the well, Big wait, Ten? Wait, 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 Probably wait. not. Wait, 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 wait. First of all, the number 989-837-6125. 989-837-6125. The issue with that is it, Urban Meyer was not the reason Jim Harbaugh was not playing in national championship games in his first four years when Harbaugh was there. That was not the reason. They were week one losses to Utah, midweek, midseason losses to Iowa, a loss at Michigan State in 2015. Those were the reasons why. Yeah, you lost to Ohio State every single week, every single year. But it's not like Urban Meyer was holding you back from national championships. No, I don't think they would have won national championships anyway, but there were opportunities to go to the playoffs. I mean, look what happened the first year Michigan beat Ohio State and made the playoffs. Yeah, they got wiped by Georgia. Mm -hmm. But, you know, according according to the Spartans, uh, Spartan Stadium, you know, making making the 2014 playoffs is a pretty big deal. That's only posted a thousand times in the stadium. It's like the biggest accomplishment Michigan State's ever had in their entire existence. Ben, be, be honest for a second. Urban Meyer never leaves Ohio State. Michigan doesn't have a win against them in the last two years, correct? Uh, they don't beat them, right? A team that went to the playoffs so I the just, last two I just years. They're not in the playoff if I don't, Urban Meyer's there. I don't fully agree with that. Again, Why? Because there's really not much of a difference between Urban and Ryan Day outside of a little recruiting. bit. Ryan Day has beat Jim Harbaugh the last two years in recruiting, period. Michigan is still behind them in recruiting, and yet they went to Columbus last year and won there for the first time in a decade. Be- uh, you know why? Because Ohio State doesn't have a Michigan guy anymore. Ah. Yeah. I think where it hurts uh, Michigan the most, if they do have to compete against Urban Meyer again, and during his time at Ohio State, is in the idea that they're competing for similar recruits, and I know it kind of is counterintuitive, because Ohio State has beat Michigan many seasons under Ryan Day on the recruiting front. Uh, it's it's the, the rest of the conference. When Urban is in the conference, or when he was in the conference, it was a conference simply devoted to Ohio State and Michigan. There were no other comp- competitors. Now Penn State is a player. I think Penn, there was a few years Penn This State is the ben, was a Penn play- State team yes. we've seen in a decade. Yes, period. I agree with you, but this there the were definitely time, some years yes. Penn State was competitive. This is the first time Penn State is a true blue top 5 to 10 program. Every other year they've been frauds with James Franklin. The What's vacuum, different this year? I think this <laughs> they, is the they best do this Penn at the State beginning team. of no. the year every year though. Penn State has a legitimate chance cuz I think they're better than Ohio State if they can simply beat Michigan with a home game at Happy Valley. They're going to the college football playoff and representing uh, the Big Ten. You think Penn State's better than Ohio State? Ohio I think State they're on the same level. Notre Dame on the road. Penn State's biggest win oh, what, Iowa. Man, come on. Hey, we're only two weeks away from that one. October twenty first. By the way, in you, the you horseshoe, guys, you have to look west, young man. In terms of circling, young back, man, young he man, says. Is that man. talking to me or both you? Both of you, we're young all young man. Men. But the circle is back. Michigan State into next year, no matter who they hire, may not be a top ten team in the Big Ten. If you consider no. all the uh, UCLA. Yeah. Washington, you named the schools earlier that are it's all good, coming over. You know what? Like, 
that's that's what we're worried about here. And you could talk about the optics. And listen, I would stay away from a guy like Urban Meyer if you're Michigan State, just based on what's gone on over the last couple of years in your with your university. But they have a risk of just being worse than Rutgers every year. Right. Like that's that's what's facing them right now. It's not oh, can we beat Michigan? It's oh, can we beat Rutgers? You you got to remember, whoever takes this job, unless their name is Ohio, unless their name is Urban Meyer, anyone else is not only starting from ground zero, but probably below that. Mel Tucker has dug this program into an enormously deep hole. And it's going to take a couple of years to even get to level zero. They're about to lose half their team. I mentioned some of the names that I think make a good amount of sense. I don't know how much you've looked at names that possibly do make sense for you. If you're not an Urban Meyer guy for this group, do you have a name in mind that makes sense? No, because it doesn't matter unless it's Urban Meyer. <laughs> well, Michigan State's got to start from somewhere. Mike Elko at Duke has been rumored. They've been really good under his uh, lineage. Jonathan Smith at Oregon State is a guy that's been rumored. I think uh, Sean Lewis is a name. Interesting of sorts. He's the OC at Colorado right now. Potential there. Do you dip your toe back into the Colorado waters after Mel Tucker? Probably not. The name for me, it's probably not Josh Henson. The guy I mentioned is the USC OC. It's not Garrett Riley, the Clemson OC right now. Brian Hartline, to me, is the name and should be at the top of that list. Offensive coordinator, wide receivers coach at Ohio State right now, who has turned out Jackson Smith and Jigba, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, great offenses at Ohio State. He's the right-hand man to Ryan Day, who I think most in the Midwest probably think is a complete doofus, and even more so now after attacking the corpse of Lou Holtz two weeks ago. I think Brian Hartline has got to be the name. He's not sexy. He won't stoke fear into a Michigan fan base. I get it. No, but the thing he does do exceptionally, he was 2020 recruiter of the year. Yes. And that is great recruiter. No joke. Great developer. Again, has sent three of the best talents in the NFL, young prospect wide receivers into the league. He knows the Midwest. He comes from the rival. Put him in East Lansing. He's the guy. And then he goes back to Ohio State. Yeah, when Mike Day gets canned. When they, when Ryan Day, Day gets canned. Yeah. But it, I mean, if that's the case, though, and whatever happens with Ryan Day, if he leaves you in three years, that means he he did a job. He did his job well. No matter what, if you you got to realize as a Michigan State fan, like if if someone comes in and exceeds expectations immediately, there's a decent chance they look elsewhere for a job, because with how just below average this team, is, like what they're inheriting is garbage. Absolute garbage. So if you make diamonds out of that, that's going to perk some interest from a national standpoint. And you're going to be at risk of losing another head coach. 989-837-6125. 989-837-6125. Another text coming in. Last four of 6,500 here. Brad's got it right. Nobody should strike fear into Michigan right now. Urban's win percentage was at Florida and OSU. The Phil Jackson of college football isn't going to waste his time in East Lansing. Don't forget Utah. Correct. Urban was him at Utah, too. I just I just don't think, and again, you're right. I, I did not grow up a Michigan fan. Grew up hating. My dad went to Penn State. We were Penn State folks. Really? Yes. Go to Happy Valley all the time. And uh, so, yeah, I was not He thinks they're yeah. legit after yeah, winning. Yeah, thank you. Thank this you. is This bias. is the first. Yeah, see, now you get it, right? Bias we did it. We did it. We beat Iowa. We got him. They didn't score nine points and beat us this year. Hey, that's your Cade McNamara over there. Yeah, who's, yeah, yeah. Who's yeah. <laughs> no, I just, Brad doesn't like him, so I like him just naturally now. Yeah. Does John have a big team in the Big Ten? Or uh, a college team at all? No, I, D3, which you could knock me about. My team's Ithaca. I, I mean, I... Okay, my, your team's not Ithaca. That's not a real that's program. My team. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, went to the Elite Eight in D3 last year, buddy boy. <laughs> Yeah, turn your Buddy mic boy. off. And we're probably right. going to talk a little D2 football coming on later in the show. So Probably not. But I will mention local Division II Saginaw Valley State. That's what I meant. Announcing the hiring of their new Sounds like we are talking athletic D2 right now. Not their football, though. Just a quick nod. John Lewandowski, former SID, two-decade SID at Michigan State. It was a long search. Finally nailed it down. SVSU, John Lewandowski. Again, a little local flavor for you here in the Great Lakes Bay region. That news uh, came across today from SVSU. 989-837-6125. The number to dial. We'll be back with more of the payoff right after this. 
Midland Golf Headquarters is your place for everything golf. Indoor simulators, fully stocked pro shop with your favorite brands, and an outdoor range with new and improved turf for the 2023 season. Midland Golf Headquarters offers a season pass that enhances your golf HQ experience. Purchase a season pass and receive unlimited premium range balls. Hit as many as you need at any time. Visit the website at midlandgolfhq.com or call 989-750-7117. Midland Golf Headquarters, Commerce Drive, just north of the Midland Mall. The high school football game of the week presented by the Forward Corporation. This Friday night, we're at Frankenmuth High School as the 5-1 Eagles host the undefeated 6-0 Freeland Falcons. A matchup for first place in the Tri-Valley Conference Central Division. Freeland is searching for their first win in the series since 2018. Coverage starts at 6.50. Don't miss any of the action on the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Sports Radio 100.9. The Mitt. The Mitt. Touchdown, MSU. All day, All day it's Michigan. Michigan. That roar that was coming through. We're going to show who the real Lions are. That, that was the roar of every Lions fan in this state. Our teams, our towns. The Lions, the Spartans, the Wolverines, the Saginaw Valley League, the Tri-Valley, and the Jackpot. The Great Lakes Bay region has one home for the best Michigan football coverage. Michigan man! Michigan man! This is Sports Radio 100.9 The Mitt. We have a lot in common, you and I. We're in the same case. Same boat. Same boat of the case. The same case of the boat. We're in the same boat together. You and I have something in common. We live and breathe Michigan sports. And our shows do, too. Whatever you need, you have it. Don't miss Anthony Bellino on X's and Bros weekday mornings at 6 a.m. And on your drive home, it's the huge show with Bill Simonson, followed by the payoff. This team was legit. This is Sports Radio 100.9 The Mitt. The Huge Show. Huge here reminding everybody you can listen to me weekdays at 3. This show is huge. With huge opinions on all the teams you love. Or hate. We'll take those calls too. Right here on Sports Radio 100.9, The, the Mist. We are the NFHS. That stands for the National Federation of State High School Associations. But really, what we stand for, together with the MHSAA, are the 292,000 high school sports students in Michigan. And so we stand. We stand for the runners, soccer, and basketball players. We stand for their coaches, administrators, and officials. We stand for the swimmers, football players, and wrestlers. We stand for the golfers, softball, and volleyball players. We stand as the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and all who participate in them and make them possible. Because it is our purpose to ensure that high school students get to play, perform, and compete together. To learn more about who we are and what we stand for, visit nfhs.org. My name is Luis Fonsi. No one should face Alzheimer's or other dementias alone. Resources are available at alz.org and by calling the Alzheimer's Association's 24-7 free hotline at 800-272-3900. When you want NFL football on the radio... And it's another defensive touchdown! Wow, he got hammered, dude! You know where to turn. Let's go! Come on! This week is no different. Somebody go make a play! We can never lose our competitive... Thursday night football is here. Week 5 begins this Thursday. The Washington Commanders and Sam Howe welcome the Chicago Bears and Justin Field. This NFC clash kicks off at 8.15. Right here on Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. More of the Great Lakes Bay Region's only local sports show. Back to the payoff. We've been pumping it all week long Our high school football game of the week coming your way this Friday, presented by the Forward Corporation, takes us to the biggest game of the year to date in the region, Freeland at Frankenmuth. John Vacari has the call beginning at 6.50 following Friday's edition of the payoff. We were watching some local news, ABC 12 covering it with our buddy Brandon Green, uh, winner there, secures at least a share of the TVC Central Division. So it should be an exciting one. Coverage beginning at 6.50. You can follow all day long on our social media channels. John will have you covered Friday night. Uh, ben Bosher, of course. I'll be here. 
He'll be here. I'll be here. Hosting the payoff, and then we'll send yeah, it out to Frankenmuth work. for uh, Freeland and Frankenmuth. Who's the undefeated team right now in that matchup? So uh, Freeland has six an and 6-0 record, 5-0 in conference, and then Frankenmuth uh, lost non-conference. Okay, so they're 5-1. and one. Yes. They play a little bit of a tougher non-conference schedule than the do. Eagles do typically. They do. And they're Frank a state and Muth, power, yeah. Yes, and Frankenmuth's owned Freeland the last couple of years. They have four so, straight victories for Frankenmuth in that series. I'm excited for it. Both offenses are, like, averaging over 45 points, so yeah. something's got to give, right? Yeah, <laughs> Unless two, we get, like, a arena football type 60 score. 60 to 65. No matter what, I'm excited. be there for four hours. <laughs> two really good... I'm uh, excited for it. Two really yeah. good coaches, long-tenured coaches, two great programs, two smaller communities here in the Great Lakes Bay region, but churn out some awesome talent, uh, not only on the football side of things, but you're going to see a lot of them during basketball season too, John. Freeland uh, made it to the state finals two years ago. Frankenmuth's got a great basketball team, both on the boys' side and the girls' side, one of the best girls' teams in the state of Michigan. Freeland's been a great girls' program for years. And, uh, yeah, of course, your home for high school sports in the Great Lakes Bay region remains 100.9 and the all-new sports radio 100.9 the mid shifting gears a little bit we've still got that urban meyer stuff on the table for you if you want to chime in 989-837-6125 continuing to get some texts down the line 989-837-6125 asking today first does urban meyer stoke fear in you as a michigan fan if he were to be hired by michigan state and is he the only guy that you'd be concerned about them hiring brian hartline's the guy for me uh, if i'm in east lansing and I'm looking to make the best hire possible. He's the OC and wide receivers coach at Ohio State right now. He'd be my guy if I was making the uh, decision in East Lansing. Shifting gears a little bit. I know it's not the best, but midweek, and despite the Lions not practicing, they got the day off due to the Thursday game last week. Day off today, and uh, still have to push forward a practice report, which they did. And John, we've got an injury update. That's right. That's right. Injury update from Lions practice today, getting ready for week five, a matchup on Sunday. That's a one o'clock kick, right? Uh, yes. One o'clock yes. kick. Three and one Lions. Oh, and four Carolina Revenge Panthers. Game. Revenge game. Revenge game for who? The Lions. Oh, okay. oh, my God. The Panthers wiped the Lions last year. Just uh, like I, I don't think in the past and... anymore. This is a brand new Lions team. No more SOL. Brand new Lions team. I don't think in the past no more. No, 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 no. This is, well, you know, you want to know why this is a revenge game? Before the season, uh, you know, those little social media videos where they put a camera in the tunnel and then they ask sure, him some sure, stupid sure. question. Uh, they asked him to pick the game that they were the most excited for. Okay. And, you know, the Lions got ran over like for a thousand yards last season versus Carolina. Uh, Ali McNeil held up the little Panthers logo. He's ready to go. Okay. That's he, your he, dog then. I, I guess. Yeah, That's your sure. Boy. Yeah. He's been on fire the last couple of weeks. The injury updates coming your way are with regards to some pretty big names. Dan Campbell on the home of Lions football down in Detroit, 97 won the ticket, said today that Amon Ross St. Brown and Brian Branch were no guarantee to play on Sunday. A little concerning. They would have been non-participants in practice today. So Amon Ra and Brian Branch, no guarantee to play, even with the long week coming right. out of Thursday night football. A couple of other notices Coming out of the injury report today, it's looking like cornerback Emmanuel Mosley is going to be making his season debut on mm -hmm. Sunday. He is progressing nicely. Mm -hmm. Kirby Joseph in the secondary should be back this week as well. Thank God. Should give the secondary a boost. Frank Ragnow, who we know was out last week, progressing okay, but still a non-participant. And Vitae... What? Wait, wait, wait. What'd you say? Frank Ragnow. He's not hurt. He's not... He didn't play last week. You sure about that? Yes, Frank Ragnow hasn't missed a game. All right. That's on me then. Was yeah. I was I speaking of Taylor Decker? Uh, yeah, but Taylor Decker also played last week. He did. But he he reaggravated his ankle. Yes, injury. he was limited today. You're right. Frank yes. Ragnall got rest today. He, rest to today be clear, is a Frank veteran Rag rest day. Yes, yes. Frank Ragnall dealing day. with his toe thing that has kept him out uh, in and out the last couple of years. He gets veteran rest days every week. Good catch. You're welcome. So we're thinking. That's why I'm here. We're thinking with Amon Ra and Brian Branch being uh, no participants today. And having Dan Campbell go on the record and state that there is no guarantee that they play, what's our level of concern for Sunday? Again, Lions still eight and a half point favorites mm -hmm. at home yep. against a winless Carolina team. As Ben mentioned, revenge game. A lot on the table. 
even while missing. They could be missing half of their starters, frankly, and would still maybe be a Vegas favorite. Oh, yeah. Is there a certain level of concern for you, Ben? Listen, if the Lions were playing literally anyone else this week, I'd be very concerned. Because they're a little beaten up, right? The Panthers or the the Lions? Lions. They're a little beaten up. Yeah, but the Panthers are equally as beaten up, and they're also significantly worse just across the board than the Lions. Um, if the, if Amon St. Brown was out versus anyone else on the schedule besides maybe the Bears, yeah, I'd be very concerned. I'll uh, say this too. The line has actually moved since yesterday. It's nine and a half, isn't it? Yeah, a little extra juice for the Lions now. You're going to need to be, win by a touchdown and a field goal to cover that. So Amon St. Brown truly played hurt twice last year where his snap count was like below 35%. Uh, week five and week seven, week six was a bye. Week five and week seven against the Patriots. Guess how many points the Lions put up? I'll give you a hint. It's the same number of uh, times Jim Harbaugh out-recruited Urban Meyer. Okay, zero. Yes, zero. thank you for that deep cut. Yep, and then week seven against the Cowboys put up six. Those were the two times Amon St. Brown was truly out there and not playing more than just a little banged up, like significantly injured. Granted, those are two great defense or were two great defenses last year in the Patriots and the Cowboys, um, but yeah, Amon St. Brown is the engine of this offense. You don't really have a true wide receiver one you're, that you're throwing out there unless uh, Jamison Williams magically decides to you know perform like a 12th overall pick. But that's a story for a different day. Amon St. Brown not being on the field is extremely concerning. However, like I said, this Panthers team is just awful. Like worst in the league awful might finish, might have like three wins by the end of the season bad. Um, Bryce Young is on the verge of getting his head decapitated every single play. They're flirting with breaking the NFL record for the number of times a quarterback has been pressured through four weeks of the season. They're on pace to flirt with that record. I think the record was 297. Yeah, they're, they're, they're on pace to, to sneak around that conversation. And not to mention, they can't stop anybody. A soul. This Panthers team is really, 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 really bad. They're already missing one of their best players on defense, J.C. Horn, out for the season. Missing one of their other best players on defense, Shaq Thompson, mm-hmm. out for the season with a leg injury. Brian Burns is the only guy that concerns me on this team, both sides of the ball. Not to mention they're missing two offensive linemen. They're just as banged up as the Lions. So if Monroe St. Brown was out versus anybody else, huge red flag. I don't know how I'd feel about this offense moving forward unless – like I said, Jameson Williams decides to uh, be really good at football all of a sudden. And Amon St. Brown has been such a vital part of this offense through the first four weeks. He has two 100-yard games, and in the two games he didn't get 100 yards, he scored a touchdown. So to say that it's alarming that he might not play uh, is an understatement. But again, Carolina sucks. Yeah, this comes down to something pretty simple for me. Carolina, the worst part of their team is they don't defend the run at all. What have the Lions done above expectation for a while now? run the football semi-well, David Montgomery coming off a career uh, week. Again, not too concerned to lose a guy like Amon Ra when Jared Goff is playing as well as he has. And this will be a game that likely you jump ahead by a score or two, ideally, and you just got to run the football. Right. We could run the football. Us three, those that Freeland and Frankenmuth game that you're going to see on Friday, those two teams could probably run the football against the Carolina front seven. I'm not too concerned about missing a wide receiver against one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. If I'm on Rock Camp play, let's not force the issue even, right? David Montgomery's there. Maybe this is a Jameer Gibbs week where we see elevated touches, maybe split carries between he and Monty. We may see a week of 40 carries out of the backfield. And if that's the case, don't really need to see Jared Goff throw it 30, 40 times. Don't need to see 10 targets to the sun god. I think it's okay without Amon Ross St. Brown. Brian Branch is another story. Rookie, likely, I would guess, to be more likely to play. We know Amon Ra has a little bit of some injury concerns in his past, touch and go throughout the year. And this is different than his foot, right. the Amon Ra thing. This is an abdomen an ab- injury yeah. that I guess maybe happened in the Green Bay game. Uh, we don't really know what play that happened on or when it happened. He played the Green Bay play, uh, game with a metal plate in his foot mm-hmm. and still was fantastic. So... If Amonra ends up playing, whether he um, is healthy or not, you said it best, Brad. I'm not concerned about this no. this, uh, this Panthers team. The one thing they do at a decent level is run the ball, and the Lions have been stout so far this season, number one team in the NFL in stopping that run, just 60 yards per game. 
Yeah, they, yeah, correct. The Lions run the football well, or stop the run well. They're a top-half team, according to Pro Football Focus, in running the football. They're not the Dolphins or the Bears or all these teams that run pretty darn well on the ground. But, again, they'll be fine. The Panthers are bad. It's a home game. And, by the way, we're giving away tickets to said home game tomorrow on the show. Thanks to our friends at Garber Chevrolet of Midland. Two lower bowl sideline tickets, over $500 of value, giving away tomorrow at 6.32 right here on The Payoff. We'll have some more information on social media coming up just after the show tonight, but you heard it right. A pair of Lions tickets to this Sunday's Panthers game being given away on the show tomorrow, so make sure you tune in. We'll ask a trivia question. Whoever answers correctly will be going home with those tickets. 989-837-6125, the number to text into, 989 989- 837-6125. A couple of other reports coming uh, from the beat writers today covering the Lions, in fact, noticing and, and, and indicating the IR list, which as we know, you place a guy on IR to before the season, they can't become eligible until after week four. The Lions, of course, have a couple of players like that, including their draft pick from this summer, quarterback Hendon Hooker, who is eligible now to return at any time, still dealing with an ACL injury. I think they might. They might just bring him back in the next few weeks. You know, you're 3-1. and one. There's not a ton of pressure. Jared Goff is playing the best ball of his life, and if he gets hurt, the season's probably done regardless. There's no way you're sustaining playing football at a high level with Teddy Bridgewater as your quarterback. So it brings up the question... If he's eligible to come off the IR, when do you do that? And how do you navigate the Teddy Bridgewater conversation? And that's coming up next on The Payoff. Craig Lang from Garber Chevrolet explains the importance of reputation. Oh my gosh, yes. Yes. There's a biblical statement, a great name would rather be chosen than great riches, right? So a good name. Uh, All we want is a good name. We want our community to say, who's the dealership of choice? It's Garber. And I would say it's easier to retain a customer if you've got all that in place than it is to find customers to replace the one that you have not made happy. And it's easier to hold on to employees that are mainstays that you continually take care of. And when you take care of those employees, they will be sure to take care of the customers that are coming in. And the customers are going to have a good experience because they're not meeting a new person every time they come in the door. So, yes, agreed. And I think a lot of times we say we do this. (laughs) We can't do that unless we have faithful customers that do business with us. And the reason we can do what we do is because of our customers that come to Garber Chevrolet for their needs. Garber Chevrolet in Midland on the corner of Saginaw and Eastman. Online at GarberMidland.com. Into the end zone. The Michigan State Spartans. Touchdown, MSU. Heard right here on the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Following the bye, Michigan State football returns to action. October 14th, the Spartans take on Rutgers in Scataway, New Jersey. Kickoff at noon, coverage starting at 10.30 a.m. Presented by Yider Insurance. Don't miss a moment of Spartans football on Sports Radio 100.9. Let's give them what they want. Do it. 100.9 The Mitt. In life, there are a few rare instances where it's okay to give nothing and get a whole lot of something in return. Take the Casasa Cash Checking Account from Jolt Credit Union, for instance. There's no minimum deposit and no minimum balance requirement, so you pay nothing to open the account, no monthly fees to keep it running, and yet you can earn up to 5% APY in dividends month after month. Open your Jolt Credit Union Casasa Cash Checking Account at joltcu.com slash Cash. APY equals annual percentage yield, federally insured by NCUA. See website for details. Scott Bichek is a ticket account executive within the Great Lakes Loons ticket office. Now listen, Scott is outstanding at organizing group outings at the ballpark and making the entire process as smooth and easy for organizers and everyone in your experience as possible. Here's Scott. We offer groups of 20 or more a discounted rate on tickets and the chance to purchase discounted food options. We've had groups as small as 20 up to our Freeland Youth Cheerleading Group this year that brought out over 400 people to watch their on-field performance. We also do offer flexibility so that you can have a unique website through our partner Fivo to purchase tickets through if you don't want to be in charge of collecting money. We do uh, food and beverage cards, which you get $20 in food and beverage that can be used at any of the stands, including on adult beverages, for $15. Then we also do a meal deal 
that is a choice of entree, drink, and chips for $7.50. Just give us a call, 837-BALL, and we'll, we'll get things started for them, get them taken care of. So, how are the kids? Well, Emily made the honor roll. Oh, good for her. Yeah, we're really proud of her. Tyler, on the other hand, though. What's going on? He's been moody lately, just feeling down and not like himself. Oh, we've been there. Nick was struggling last spring. He was so anxious and stressed. Really? What helped? Well, he joined the soccer team. And ever since, he's been a lot happier. He has more energy, he's less stressed, and he's definitely in a better mood at home. It's made a huge difference. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad he's getting out of the house, he's getting some exercise, and he's off his phone for once. It's been good for his mental health. Sounds like it's been good for your mental health, too. Participating in Michigan high school sports improves students' physical and mental health. Encourage your son or daughter to get involved. This message presented by the MHSAA and the Michigan Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. The payoff continues. More from the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. We're back from our Blazy Electric studios at Dow Diamond. Brad Tunney, Ben Bosher, John Vacari pushing you onward on your Wednesday night. We're talking all things local sports in the Great Lakes Bay region. And this is our first week of the all-new Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. Again, can't thank everyone enough who has left comments and reached out and sent phone calls our way and have listened over the last couple of days. It's been uh, really cool that uh, all the effort that put was put into uh, getting this station flipped and redone for our uh, region uh, has uh, sat well with everyone, and so hopefully you keep listening. We've got a lot to, of great things in store, including tomorrow night uh, after the payoff, which we'll be giving away a pair of Lions tickets during. We'll have the Northwood Coaches Show from 7 to 8 over at Frick's uh, on North Saginaw Road across from Northwood's campus. Travis McCurdy talks us through the latest in Northwood football. And then Thursday night football, it's a snoozer, but that's okay. We're football no, it's crazy. Not. It's not Bears the game is awful. Bears Commanders. Yeah, well, a little divisional action for the Lions. It'd be nice to see the Bears go 0 5 or maybe not. No. No, I kind of like at this point I'm rooting for the Bears to win games so they don't land Caleb Williams. That would be good. There'd be a lot of teams chasing down Caleb Williams in the standings, including the team that the Lions are playing this Sunday in Carolina. Again, a pair of tickets being given away tomorrow, but they're probably not in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Well, they don't have their first round pick. When you trade that away and you uh, end up with the worst <laughs> and they drafted in the one last uh, last right. year and it turns out they don't right. have the better of the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all true. Trading away draft picks, you gotta be uh, you gotta be careful when you. So Thursday night football you coming your business. way tomorrow night, and then Friday night after the payoff, we've got uh, Freeland and Frankenmuth here as part of our Forward Corporation Game of the Week uh, high school football. This is what week seven in the high school slate. I want to say week six, but I'll take your word seven. Uh, Freeland's six and oh, so they would have already oh, no, played yeah, six yeah, week games. Seven, yeah, seven, do a little math seven. in there. Yeah, I'm there sorry. By the way, you call it Thursday night a snoozer. It's going to be a dumpster fire I want to watch. Man. So, like, it's going to be a close <laughs> hey, game. Hey, Thursday nights are always I mean, dumpster it's, fires to begin with. It's, Poorly played football. Exactly. I mean, it feels like overtime football for four ooh, quarters. Maybe with two bad teams and on Thursday night, it's yeah. reversed, and we may actually see good football. That's what I'm saying. Like good, Doubt like. It. Good like, like competitive back and forth. Good like group of five football. Eberflus yeah. is getting canned after this game. Like glorified match. Should have already been canned. Well, it was, a, about a it was a short week. Head. It was a short week. They're oh, not going to yeah, fire sorry, a coach no. on a short week. No. But like Friday morning, the Bears fans are waking up and celebrating. The only thing they might celebrate uh, this entire season. Wow. Eberflus is gone. To interact with the show tonight, 989-837-6125. 989-837-6125. Shoot us a text. Give us your thoughts. We spent some time earlier on in the show on Urban Meyer, whether or not he stokes fear in you as a Michigan football fan, and if he would be the only hire that could stoke fear in the Michigan fan base. Uh, we'll also take any input you've got on who Michigan State should hire for their head coaching vacancy. But we went to break talking to you about the Lions injury report at this point in the week, getting ready for their Week 5 matchup against the Carolina Panthers, the 3-1 and Lions atop the NFC North, Take on the lowly, winless, lack of hope, Carolina Panthers at 0 and 4. And in particular, the injury report spitting out something uh, a little interesting today in that this is the first week 
Lions fourth round pick and quarterback Hendon Hooker who was projected to be the backup quarterback coming into the year. Mm-hmm. They also had a Nate uh, Sudfeld. Nate Sudfeld, who was on the IR and not yet uh, ready to go. Uh, so they brought in Teddy Bridgewater, as we know. I know you were a big fan of that signing uh, before we launched our show, Ben. Uh, stating, who told you that? Stating that uh, you thought they had one of the best quarterback situations oh, yeah. in the NFL. I told you that. That's right. You told me that. Um, but with Hendon Hooker returning... With a team maybe out east that needs a quarterback, not your Giants. We've already poked enough fun at them, John, not the Giants. But the Jets, and this might have played better last week, considering Zach Wilson looked okay, serviceable, like an NFL quarterback this weekend. I'll play Patrick Mahomes. He looked fine. I'll play Patrick Mahomes. They forgot to change the script. That was the game that was supposed to happen if Aaron Rodgers played. It was supposed to be this back and forth thing where the quarterback plays great. They forgot to tweak it. Yeah, and the script said, all right, when Pacheco scores, cut to Taylor Swift, cut to Taylor Swift, just like that. Okay. And then that yeah, happened. Yeah. I think we've gone three days in a row mentioning Taylor Swift, so we are just as much part yeah, of the we, problem. We haven't done the Have are they dating or not topic, you know. So we can well, pat are they? We, well, we're not doing it. <laughs> we can pat, our, uh, pat ourselves on the back for that. The question essentially is, with Hendon Hooker eligible to return off the IR, and it doesn't look like he's yet healthy, but let's say he is healthy by week Seven. Mm -hmm. Let's say he is still not ready this week for week five, and he's still not ready next week for week six. But let's say he's healthy for week seven. Does that make Teddy Bridgewater expendable? Does that make Teddy Bridgewater a guy you want Brad Holmes calling around the league? And there will be more starting quarterback injuries around the league. Oh, yeah. And there are worse backup quarterback situations in the league than Zach Wilson. But does that mean you want Brad Holmes actively making calls, seeking out, let's start the bidding, at a fifth-round pick for Teddy Bridgewater? Does the Hendon Hooker eligibility make you want Teddy Bridgewater expendable? When Hendon Hooker is ready, and the only people that have a good read on that is the coaching staff, we do not know. If he's not healthy, then forget this entire conversation. But when he is, there's going to be two different camps. There's going to be the, well, let's just wait and let him get to 110% learn the playbook and develop as a young quarterback with no pressure. And then young, he can he walk. Is, he is 26, right? Right. And according to you, that's, that's young. It is. We're sure. all young. Yeah. Yeah. We're all, we're all children. Um, but God, goodness, Brad, um, if you want, if you're in that camp where you want him to get to a hundred percent, develop no pressure and then roll into next year as a backup quarterback. You have a pretty, pretty strong case, but there's also the other side of the story where it's team. Sorry, buddy. Welcome to the NFL. Welcome to the big leagues. And that has more so to do with what Brad Holmes has shown. He's capable of doing with these late end draft picks. Let me name just a few for you. James Houston, Malcolm Rodriguez, These are all dudes that Brad Holmes absolutely steals at the end of the draft. Not to mention last year on draft day, this man made five different trades. He's a wizard. Once he gets all these draft picks, he's dealing them, he's selling them, he's buying them. And then he ends up with one of the best draft classes in the entire NFL. I don't know how he does it. Once he does it, uh, that's why he's the general manager and not me. But what he's able to do with all these draft picks when he acquires them, how much he's flipping them. In, I'm not really opposed to trading uh, Teddy Bridgewater if someone's willing to throw out a fifth-round pick. Now, based on the way Teddy Bridgewater played last season in Miami, that might even be a stretch. It, it really might be. But if there's a sixth-round pick on the table, there's a seventh-round pick. Seventh-round picks don't matter. I don't really care about seventh-round picks. But if there's a sixth-round pick on the table, fifth-round pick on the table, you got to at least pick up the phone and start having those conversations, even if it means a little bit more of a risk if Jared Goff get, gets hurt. But like I said, if Jared Goff gets hurt, the season, like long-term, the season's already done. Something to consider, though, because it played out last week in Cleveland. The Browns had Brissett last year as their quarterback, a backup, and he had to play for most of the season due to Watson's suspension. They didn't sign him back this year. Dorian Thompson-Robinson was amazing in the preseason. They thrust him in the backup role, and then Watson goes down for a week, and DTR was non-competitive. The Browns weren't competitive. In a division game. And that's what you risk where I'm not saying that Bridgewater is golf. I'm not saying Bridgewater is a world beater by any stretch of the imagination. But right now, he's a better option than Hooker if, fingers crossed, it doesn't happen, but golf 
tweaks his ankle one week. Yeah, and, and for me, like you mentioned, you would take a sixth round pick for Teddy Bridgewater, right? Uh, yeah, probably. If and someone's think, willing to call and yeah. say, here, Brad Holmes, you want a sixth round pick, Mr. Wizard Man? Yeah, sure. I, I, I think the one. reasoning is sound. My issue is here, I'm going to play a little scared as a Lions fan. I'm going to play a little scared of the idea that we've got something good here. I think we all acknowledge we've got something good here. Granted, it's through four weeks. They haven't won anything yet, but I think they've got something good here. We mentioned on Monday's show that this is the most confident we've been in a team since probably 2014, 2016. And so I don't know if I'm willing, three weeks from now, Hendon Hooker healthy, the Jets finally decide after maybe another good Zach Wilson game and then two stinkers, man, you know what? Let's go see what we can get because we've got a damn good defense and we've got some damn good skill position players and offensive line is good. We can go toe-to-toe with the Chiefs close. We can do a lot of good things. And we call up the Lions and say, hey, we don't want to go spend a fourth-round pick on Jacoby Brissett and we don't want to go pay for some other big-time backup quarterback because there are better ones than Teddy Bridgewater. But if you're willing to have, if you're willing for us to take him for a sixth or seventh round pick, sure, because he'll be better than better than Zach Wilson. I know the old adage is, if you lose your quarterback, you're not going to win anyway. I get that, but John brings up a, a fairly good example right here. Deshaun Watson goes out for a game or two. He's not lost for the season. If you trade away Teddy Bridgewater in a division that right now is more winnable than it has ever been, say Jared Goff has to miss three weeks are you willing to go zero and three and not why does it have to be zero and three it doesn't have to be agreed but Hendon Hooker hasn't played a down in the NFL coming off an ACL injury with very limited practice time if Jared Goff goes down in week eight and you trade away Teddy Bridgewater in week seven these are crazy hypotheticals I get it I'm just not willing to play with my food right now I'm not willing to play with my food if I'm a Lions fan I think I've got something good here I know Brad Holmes is a wizard. I know he has done great work in the back end of drafts. I'm just not willing to flirt with it. That I, I mean, yeah, you you make a good because if Jared Goff goes down for three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, whatever it is, this team can survive losing their quarterback for five weeks, still win the division, win a playoff game, make it to an NFC Championship game. I think they're good enough to do it. This what is they- all assuming Hendon Hooker is terrible. When the only people, the only people that it have is a true. read on that it is, is the coaching staff and Brad Holmes. It is and assuming he's terrible. And if they're or, willing to send away Teddy Bridgewater, again, it's all hypothetical, but if they were to pull the trigger, you know what that tells me? They're very comfortable with Hendon Hooker. You took a third-round draft pick on him. You may as well show some confidence in the guy. Agreed. And if they decide that that's the best course of action, I think as Lions fans, you trust that because we have entrusted a lot in Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell in their tenure here, and for the most part, it's paid off so far. The returns early have been good. Um, I don't think Hendon Hooker, personally, is the quarterback that a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, who's been in the NFL for 10 years, I don't think he would service you as well as Hooker would. A guy in Bridgewater that has been practicing with the team, that has been with the team through training camp, that has sat with this group each and every day on the sidelines, I'm just not willing to play with my food to acquire even at best a fourth or fifth round pick to Bridgewater. You would start to tease me a little bit with a third or fourth round pick. We're not getting a third round pick. Can we throw in Marvin Jones and upgrade it to a fourth though? I mean, he doesn't do anything. Look, Trey Lance just warranted a fifth round pick from the Cowboys and he's terrible. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. He's young and bad. Teddy Bridgewater is an NFL veteran who has won NFL games as a starter and as a backup for many organizations. If Trey Lance can get you a fifth, I think you could probably get a third or a fourth from a really desperate team come trade deadline oh, time on. if they need it. And if that's the case, maybe you got to flip them a sixth, but you're still getting a third or fourth, swap out a sixth, and you send Teddy Bridgewater off. I just, again, I'm not willing to play with my food when I got something good here for the first time in a while as a Lions fan. I think someone would have to be smoking crack to give a third-round pick for Teddy Bridgewater. But maybe if you throw in a fourth-rounder, or maybe you could upgrade to a fourth-rounder if you can somehow convince someone Marvin Jones is a trade asset. But if they watch any sort of tape on 2023 Marvin Jones, they'll also realize it's a zombie dead guy running routes out there. He provides nothing. I like the fact that, like, at the end of the year, if the Lions are in the playoffs and 
you know, are celebrating anything, it's going to be nice to see Marvin Jones with a smile on his face. If familiar, what, familiar where, face. Where's this attacking of Marvin Jones coming from? Because he's, he's awful. Out of the blue, man. He's awful. Yeah, we know it, but it, they, <laughs> he's not a piece of their offense. Well, package him with with Teddy Bridgewater is is my package point. Package him with nothing. He's got no value. If he can upgrade a fifth round pick to a fourth round pick, if you're packaging yeah, Teddy but Bridgewater, he's not going do to do it. that. Well, you're the one that said he could go for a third. I, what I, GM is giving up a third round pick for? Teddy Bridgewater. We're up against it. <laughs> We're up against it. Appreciate you tuning in to the Till payoff tomorrow. today. Again, check out social media channels. We'll be posting about our Lions ticket giveaway coming your way at the bottom of the 6 o'clock hour tomorrow on the payoff. But enjoyed the conversation. If you want to text us overnight and chime in, we'll read your texts and listen to your voicemails tomorrow on the show. That number, 989-837-6125. Again, thanks for tuning in to the first week of Sports Radio 100.9 The Mitt. This has been The Payoff.